True Story, a documentary video and podcast interview series, almost everything you ever wanted to know about Eastern European documentary film. In-depth interviews, analysis, field reports, live events, and much, much more with your curious and enthusiastic hosts, Ivona Remundová and Nicole Jennifer Edelman. This series is brought to you by the Institute of Documentary Film in Prague and Film New Europe. What is your podcast about? It's uh, about and with the best filmmakers, so that's why. <laughs> Ooh, and I'm the first from the best. <laughs> oh, from the best. Yes. Hello, dear viewers, dear listeners. This is Ivona Remundova for Institute of Documentary Film and Film New Europe. This is True Story, documentary interview series about and with the best documentary filmmakers from Eastern Europe. And the first guest today is Maxim Schwedt, one of the most talented filmmakers from Belarus, who is recently talking to me from uh, Minsk. Hello from Prague, Maxim. Hello from Minsk. How are you these days? Difficult questions, though, <laughs> because on the one hand, I'm sitting in a nice nature, good weather, but <laughs> if to go a little bit further, it's Belarus and we have difficult political situation and you have to be afraid. You are looking behind. No one is going to catch you. So now I'm okay. This is maybe important to say, but maybe we can imagine listeners or viewers who can see this in two years, three years time from now. Could you imagine to sum up what actually happened in Belarus and happened to you in last weeks? Okay, I need to start 26 years ago. <laughs> Maxim Schwedt was born in Minsk, Belarus in 1979. After graduating in 2002, the law department in Belarusian State University and working as a small business owner, he decided to realize his ideas in film industry. Maxim started film education at 2013 from intensive course at St. Petersburg High School of Directors and Screenwriters. At 2016, he graduated from the Vida Film School in Warsaw, Doc Pro program. Now, Maxim works at television as the director of documentary series Welcome to Belarus. Besides, he creates and develops social video and documentary projects. We choose a president <laughs> whose name is Alexander Lukashenko and he's still our president. Uh, we had an, the president elections in the 8th of August. It was um, sixth time. We were chosen president and unexpectedly we chose Alexander Lukashenko again. Though lots of people don't believe that it's true and the, this election is probably like always was falsified because he received 80% of all votes and it's impossible because his real popularity is kind of 3%. It's probably a joke because we called even him Sasha 3%. But maybe he received some voices, but not so so much. Uh, so more than 43 days we are protesting from these results of elections. And uh, this protest has a lot of activities, manifestations, actions. And it's very cruelly and um, viciously 
oppressed by government, by police, by unknown men in uniform. So the situation is quite difficult because we are afraid to leave our flats because you can be caged just in the streets or even in your home. And a lot of people are beaten, a lot of people are in the prisons. But we are trying not to afraid because this cruelty is unbelievable. And now it's even not protest against of authorities. It's protest against, let's say, human behavior, which we are not support anymore. And on the other hand, it's quite interesting situation because some people say that our nation is kind of having birth now, that we are very solidarity with each other and building uh, local communities, building a society which we are dreaming of and trying to be like the nation we dream of. Film New Europe is one of the top news publications for film professionals around the world with news about 18 countries delivered to its audience daily. Join the network of Europe's most successful film professionals at www.filmneweurope.com. Svetlana Alexeyevich called mm -hmm. the Russian artists or people mm -hmm. from the arts to say something, to openly approach the regime or to like minimally say something about the situation in Belarus. Do you think that this is something what could help? I think we need to use any kind of help and international help, help as well to influence to the authorities. Because all we can do as a citizens is protest, to manifestate, to show that there are a lot of us who are not agree with the things which has happened. But these power things, of course, and these decisions are made on the high levels as well. So these institutions who can support us from outside and Svetlana Alexeyevich are asking for support, of course, they can be very helpful. For you, as for a documentary filmmaker, this thing from the artistic point of view started some time before the election. I'm talking about your new project done in cooperation with Current Time TV. Can you tell us something more about this new project? Yeah, I was invited to make a film about Belarus elections. And the idea was to film to taxi drivers and their passengers and their conversations in front of elections which are going to be. So we started this project a month before the elections, trying to document what people are thinking about authorities, governments, Belarus, Belarus future, Lukashenko and different stuff like this, because people really actively speaking about it uh, before the elections. And truly speaking, we was thinking that it's going to be kind of boring elections. I mean, as usual, when it's falsificated, but nothing is changing. So people are not agree, but not protesting or trying to do anything with this result. They are not agree. I mean, majority of the people, because always it was manifestations and so-called opposition was against it, but it was not like majority of the population. So we thought that it's kind of be another one falsificated elections and we planned 
the day of election is the last day of shootings. But then, as you know, the activities began to develop very unexpectedly, let's say so. And it was a lot of manifestation and cruelty and beaten people and even killed people. So we decided to process filming. And I was, how to say, <laughs> during my filming, I was, <laughs> I, was, I was in the prison. They catch me, police catch me and took to the prison and I was sitting for five days in Jordina. And uh, I've heard that you were, I would maybe use a better word for this, you were kidnapped and missing for a couple of days. How could that happen in a European country? That I won't say kidnap, kidnap uh, maybe, but it was so many people these days arrested that they hardly been found by other people, by relatives, because it's like hundreds and maybe thousands of people were arrested. So this system was not able to fix it even. So it was not like trying to hide that I was arrested. It was just kind of anarchy. They don't know who is in which prison for how many days uh, sitting. So it was just kind of anarchy. For now 20 years, the Institute of Documentary Film has been helping documentary filmmakers and their audiences to discover and uncover a wide range of topics, from important social issues to intimate stories of interesting people. Documentary is no longer perceived as merely descriptions of reality in distant cultures or animal life. Documentary film has become a key catalyst of critical social change, reflecting human challenges and identifying laws or cultural rules that no longer apply while deepening the artistic practice of filmmaking. Could you imagine in a prison what's going to happen? Like, did anybody communicate with you? How long you could be there? What's happening outside? What was it like? The hardest part was in the beginning when they arrested me. They were beating me in different, let's say, parts of this arrest. But then in the prison it was quite, let's say, interesting because a lot of men, close communication with people I would probably see in other situations. So for me as a, as a documentalist was quite interesting communication. And I think... I was in a better situation than my relatives and friends uh, who was looking for me and they didn't really know what happened with me. And in the same time, a lot of people was beaten and killed and they did have no information if I'm alive or not. But I did not know all the cruelty. I just saw some people in my cell hardly beaten but I didn't know that it's very massive situation. So for me, it was not so depressive as for my beloved who was looking for me. Was that really anarchy or you were really like in prison because of filming? If you were a protester like any other person on the street, would that be different? No, no, I don't think it's because I was filming. They was catching just anyone. I was telling that I'm journalist in the beginning because it's difficult to explain that I'm documentalist, that I'm film. Journalist is more understandable. 
but it didn't help me. So later I understood that I wouldn't even mention it because I have even I can have even more problems from that. So I just was like any other occasional person who was sketched because most of the people was in the cell with me. They were just uh, passers-by, not protesters. That's why they were caged because they were not doing anything bad and they were sure that they are just going to their home or to the shop. Why would they be afraid of? But they were caged because they were easy to catch. Just that simple. So this is it. I don't know. I, I'm not sure that it's because of my shootings. They even did did not broke my camera and I had my materials with me. So for them, I was just ordinary protester, let's say protester, because they didn't make any change between person who really did something or just passes by. If I understood well, the plan was that the film, the new project you're filming now, should have ended by the election. But yeah. uh, of course, while this is all happening in Belarus, you are continuing. Can you imagine now what the film should end like? What would be the best end for you? <laughs> a happy end is the best end, <laughs> of course. You see, the film has uh, different dimensions and one of them is production dimension. So we have like shooting days and some budget for shooting. So <laughs> we plan it till the end of elections. So we should a little bit more, but in that form that we chose, it's no sense to shoot even more longer taxi drivers and their conversations. Because I think in Belarus life chain like has a broke before elections and after that. So we shoot a little bit after just to show that um, something happened and changed. But the films about protest and the situation which is now is completely different, let's say, material or reality. How do you see the situation in Belarus? I mean, who is standing against whom? What happened in the society? How did it change? I would say that it's like majority of the population of all ages and professions on the one side and uh, Lukashenko and his dogs, <laughs> dogs of regime, military uh, services and um, the person who has warm places behind him. You once said that you kind of see this as a conflict between the old thinking and the new thinking in the Belarusian society. Who are these people or what's the new thinking and old thinking in your mind? It's just my idea, but usually some people try to watch on the situation like in geopolitical point of view. I mean, between West and East, yes. But I think it's a gap of generations. And I was really happy when I saw the new faces of our position. I mean, Svetlana Tikhanovska is an example because she is almost in my age. I'm a bit older. So for me, it was very happily information that my generation is going to change something because we are really tired of this old-fashioned uh, values and morality. So I'm not saying that uh, young people and old people and the values of like 
ages now. It's a value of uh, past and future, let's say this way. It's difficult to define them. It's like theoretical conversation this way, but we can try. <laughs> What's the new hope? I mean, if you're talking about this uh, new thinking, fresh thinking, what's the ideal ending for you of this crisis? What could happen good for Belarus now? I believe that Svetlana Tikhanovska and the community she built will uh, take power in their hands to make new elections in which we will have a chance to choose candidates we really like. And Lukashenko can be among them. And if someone really likes him, he can choose him. But the proposition is that it can be opened, these elections free, and we can really observe how it happened. So just for now, the best how we can to find a way out from this crisis is to have a new elections, which can be legal. Sounds like not unrealistic plan for a European country. In uh, Yes, yes. Tell me something more about the characters of your new project. Who are these people and uh, did you see some big change during the shooting? The main characters are two taxi drivers. One of them is Pavel, who is working in Minsk. And he's a taxi driver just in the evenings because he has a major job. And the other one is a woman from the village. Every morning she goes to the closest city, Baranovici, and works there as a taxi driver. So Pasha is quite a young generation and he supports all kind of democratic liberties. And Mikhailovna... <laughs> She's kind of woman who want to have stability and ready to work for 16 hours per day for it. So she she's a nice person, but she has no point of view which gives her opportunity to see other perspective than just working hard. And a lot of, let's say, strangers who just took a taxi and this saw a camera and have to speak about <laughs> what he's or she's thinking about <laughs> this day or power in our country. So uh, when do you decide to finish the movie and uh, where can we see it then? I'm in the final stage of editing this movie and I believe it could be screened on current TV on, on the October. So I think it's a uh, short term you could you can see it. It's really fast. Maxim, yeah. thank you very much for your time. Thank you for joining us here. I can only say that we all are sending you a lot of energy, courage. You have courage. You don't need to send any. Thank you. And uh, let's be in touch. And if we can help somehow, please, let's stay in touch. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for the interest to documentary films and to the situation in our country. For us, it's very important that now Belarus is appearing on the map, let's say. We have a lot of support from different people, different countries, so we made a lot of good content, <laughs> even though we have to fight, but it's our way to, to be seen. 
So thank you for this support. Thank you very much. And let's cross fingers for yeah. it's easy. Yeah. New election. Yeah. yeah. Thank, you. thank you. Bye. Bye.